everybody. Welcome back to Playing With Power, the issue by issue retrospective on Nintendo Power Magazine. You're joining us for volume 84 from, what is this, May? Yes, May of 1996. The cover game is Ken Griffey Jr.'s Winning Run, which is baseball, in case you didn't know what that was. Baseball, Jose Canseco talking baseball. Homer and Canseco. <laughs> I am your host, Ben. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. Hey, everybody. I know I fucked yeah. up that Simpsons song. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I was thinking, uh, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. <laughs> All right. So we're back. I know it's been a little while. We had a bit of a break. I am recording this from the inside of my parents' garage on a gaming headset. So I apologize for the uh, quality not being up to par. We had some technical difficulties last time we tried to record it legitimately. My microphone died, and uh, so did Mike's internet. So it was a giant cluster. But we're here. We're here now. Indeed. What's new, Mike? Uh, I'm getting Well, wow, it's exciting. <laughs> That's good. It's exciting. Has your episode with, uh, what's his name, from Troma? Yes. Aired yet? It uh, hasn't aired yet, but it will next. Uh, it, well, it probably will have by the time this airs. So check out the Graveyard Shift and enjoy the conversation with Lloyd Kaufman, creator or co-creator of Troma Entertainment. Woo. Yeah, and creator of t- the Tossic Avenger. Yeah, and... Uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD and Poultry Geist. <laughs> did you ask him about uh, Cannibal the Musical like I asked? It did come up in the conversation. It did? Yeah, I think he met, I, I think he brought it up first and he kind of took the conversation from there. He, he's kind That's of funny. Like, he's kind of like Robin Williams in you you don't really interview him, you just endure him. Oh, you just experience him. <laughs> he interviews himself. Got it. All right. Well, let's dig into this uh, issue here. Uh, we've got an interesting. This looks like a Photoshop to me. So it looks like they've pasted Ken Griffey Jr.'s head, who is screaming, on top of uh, a very large person's body. <laughs> just arms going out for miles just like a giant zoom blur effect of someone sliding into a base and then in crystal clear quality is Ken Griffey Jr. screaming while staring into the camera going ah! <laughs> yeah the, the it looks like such bad photo imagery like like I like I haven't seen a cartoon featuring an athlete like this since Space Jam and this looks like <laughs> This looks like the uh, the test footage for Space Jam 2, and that's why we don't have it. <laughs> Space Jam 2 with Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a really bad Photoshop. You see, Doc, these aliens are back, but this time we challenged them to baseball. And then guess what? Now they took all the, uh, all the MLB players. You know, the sad thing is, for its time, this is probably like... A really good Photoshop. And just looking back, it looks really bad. His arms are like fucking orangutan-esque. 
Yeah, you don't even see the hands. <laughs> they just go on for miles. He's like Slender Man. <laughs> oh my god, it's like he's a human slingshot being pulled back. <laughs> I think that's it. Watching the force of his body coming from right field here, snapping into home plate. <laughs> Either that or he hit the ball so hard he's generated a spontaneous black hole. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. So we have a new advertisement finally. We're done with the nail clippings for now. Uh, it looks like a uh, uh, let's ransom. see here, either a ransom note or a redacted document from the FBI. Oh, it's a ransom yeah. because it says right here: if you want blanks, blanks. F- new fireball new fire. attack, push blank and blank while simultaneously pressing blank. Okay. I thought it was going to say, like, if you want this back, you're going to have to shove, you're going to have to hand over your Nintendo Power subscription. Right. And they say, nobody fills in more of the missing details. Wow. Except you, if you become a subscriber for $18 a year, except for Canada, it pays 25 Friggin' free trade, my ass. Yeah, I'm not keen on this advertisement, but at least it's not gross. All right, let's move on to the table of contents here. We have another shot, this time not unphotoshopped, of Ken Griffey Jr. getting ready to swing a bat here. While not, and, looking, while not looking totally like Chris Rock. And uh, is a picture within a picture. They have a picture of their own magazine plastered on top of them with a picture of Ken Griffey Jr. within that. So take that. Griffey on Griffey. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We're going to get into talking about that game. Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run. Whatever the hell Mohawk and Headphone Jack are. Lobo. Olympic Summer Games and Super Mario All-Stars. And let's see here. They're also going to tell us, tell us a little bit about the making of Mission Impossible for N64. And the second half, we're going to be joined again by Ivan and Dylan for the Nintendo Power Awards. And uh, there's a there's a sort of a story here for Metroid called Blood of the Chozo, which I'm sure Mike will make me read through. Uh, <laughs> we have some some codes for College Slam for Game Boy, and they have a section in here called Cyberjocks, which is really about the Nintendo Power staff uh, on their online website. So they have bios for all these folks. So I look forward to that. And the, finally, they started telling us about what's in the Epic Center. They're telling us more about Super Mario RPG, and they're going over Lufia 2. So, let's dig into the player's pulse. Mike, why don't you start it off with Tai Tang? Oh, from the internet. <clears throat> we got KI2, we salute you. I think Killer Instinct 2 rules, and it's far more advanced than the first one. Oh, yeah, they really they really resolved the, uh, all the loose plot threads from the first one. <laughs> I, I play the arcade so many times, I think I've already lost track of my lavish spending of quarters. Anyway, the graphics are way better, and I love the new way of doing combos. It's more what? challenging and really fun. By the way, I love your magazine. Keep it up. Who wrote this thing? Someone at Nintendo? How are the graphics way better? It's the same graphics. They literally just changed out some of the character models. Yeah, this God, is... we're dumb. Yeah, this kid is sad. All right. Here we get another one from Karim Rahim via the internet. Says, 
I just wanted to brag about the best company on earth, Nintendo. I just played KI2, and I think it is the best game ever made. I spent $25 on the first day I, I played it. I love the fake moves and the new Ultras and Ultimates. I really love what you have done with Saberwolf. I am now a pro at KI2, but I know that I don't know more than one tiny fraction of the game. There are so many codes and combos to learn. I just wanted to know if the Nintendo 64 will come out with KI2. I also love the KI2 site on the internet. And uh, they responded to him, to Mr. Brown Noser here, and said, The Wolfman thanks you, Kareem. Right now, there are no plans to directly translate KI2 for the Nintendo 64, but there will be a coloristic game incorporating characters and moves from KI2 and more. So that, I think, turns out to be Killer Instinct Gold. Uh. Oh, well, I, I got to mention this envelope art. We got uh, a Smash Bro. We got a Smash Brothers Delight with all the amazing Nintendo characters. We got uh, Mario and Link getting shoulder, sitting on the shoulders of Donkey Kong, while uh, Samus, uh, what is it, Jago from uh, Killer Instinct? And Jango. And Wario. Oh, not Django. That's the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fox. Streamy Fox movie. Yeah, Jago. Yeah, and uh, all these amazing Nintendo characters. And look at how, like, you can agree, these are amazing, right? Like, yeah, this is like, nicely done. This is, this is like top-notch comics quality artwork. And then we have a, uh, a more watercolored stylized Final Fantasy VI uh, envelope with Tara and her green hair and Kefka in the background, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of, well, I want to say abstract because it, it doesn't look like a bunch of weird shapes and everything, but it definitely takes on another quality to it. And then we've got Mega Man X with zero uh, at an odd Dutch angle with his ponytail curved all around, looking like a Tide Pod. And Why do you call it a Dutch angle? Uh, because it's... Well, the Dutch angle is when uh, you're taking, like, a shot, but it's, like, from a slant. So, so it'll be more of, like, a... As you see, it's not, like, he, it's not like he's, like... Like a Saigon s- angle. Yeah, well, if you ever saw Night of the Hunter, <laughs> that had Dutch angle. It was angle. a racist joke. It was a racist joke. <laughs> so, anyway, it's like when, uh, you know, a person is standing, but you... It does look like a Tide Pod. Yeah. And then we got Chrono Trigger, which has Frog, Ayla, and Chrono on a bridge overlooking a sunset on the water, and it looks fantastic. All of these, 10 out of 10, are on the envelope art. It's worth, it's <coughs> worth looking up. Check it. So, the uh, our next reader says, no kid stuff. Hey, hold on. So, you know who else has good drawing skills, which I just found out, by the way, is our our listener, longtime listener and Patreon donor, Sophie. Ooh. She does nice art. She did a nice drawing of Princess Peach I saw on the Twitter. So, Sophie, if you're out there, if you're still listening to us, and uh, maybe you just forgot to turn off your Patreon. But reach out to us. We want to have you on the show. We're trying to stalk you to get you to show up. <laughs> it hasn't been working. <laughs> reach out and touch us. 
That's right. So, we have no kid stuff. I just received volume 81, and I must say I was very offended by Charles Summers' letter. For one thing, while he said Nintendo Power used to be good, but it has gotten way worse, I say it has gotten better. And another thing, you do not have eight-year-olds eating out of your hand. Hands. I happen to be 12, almost 13, and I love your magazine. And that's by Jesse J. Jury from Arlington, Washington. Mm. Okay. There's a lot of uh, Nintendo Defenders in here. When are we going to see the uh, opposite side of the coin? Let's see. <laughs> All right. Brian Lucifer from Woodsley, Ontario, <laughs> says... Uh, two, three, four, hut, hut. I want to say that Charles Summers is totally wrong about Nintendo Power. Your magazine is not written for preschoolers because if it was, you would receive hundreds of letters from angered parents about the reviews of Doom, the Mortal Kombat series, and other bloody games that you feature. I think that Nintendo Power has gotten better, not worse, especially with the expanded players' poll section. I also appreciated Sarah Labrie's letter in volume 77 about girls not being wimpy. I know some girls at my school that are very tough, especially the one I'm trying to persuade to go to Valentine's Day dance with me. Oh. Most of the girls play football in the mud with the boys. Mm. Damn. So he likes the butch kind. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Brian? I, I'd say the tomboys. I'm going to give him the benefit of the... Uh, the benefit of the... Son, you might, you might just be gay. Ooh. Just throw it out there. Shots fired. <laughs> Nope. Yeah. Just likes the uh, likes the ones with the, you know, the helmet. We can see the helmet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, mostly I'm right. Greetings, Earth people. Tis I again, Sarah Labrie, the one who wrote about girls in games. I somehow, in my haste, exchanged the word mostly for always when writing about the number of times girls are portrayed as helpless pink-clad prissies. I mean that it happens a lot, but not all the time. So Greg Lewis, Player's Pulse Volume 81, was right about my never having played the Super NES Final Fantasy games. Just because one word I wrote was wrong doesn't mean I'm dead wrong about everything. Boy, just to think that Nintendo Power was like the Facebook comment section before the... Oh, yeah, I know, right? This really doesn't make sense. So while I take back that one word, everything else still stands. That's Sarah Labrie from Egan, Minnesota. Very good. Okay, so that was Sarah Labrie, the infamous one uh, of of he of she that has been named many times. All right, next out. one. Yeah, you go for that. Okay, I'll read the next one while you do that. All right, already quit printing these stupid letters about the portrayal of women in video games. Here, here. I would like to put this issue to rest right now by saying three things. Number one. There are a heck of a lot of more male video game players out there than female ones. Therefore, companies try to make games more appealing to guys by making the hero male and all the girls very attractive. Two, I don't know where this idea that the capture princess is any sort of a, of a wimp came from. So what if she got captured by a giant turtle? That could happen to anybody. Three, finally, there's always a complaint that all the girls in games have perfect bodies and don't wear much. Have you ever noticed what the guys look like? From Colin Wheelert from Rutherford, New Jersey. Well, Colin, uh, you've got a point in some cases. In other cases, I don't think you have a point. 
I mean, take a look at Mario. I mean, <laughs> he's not exactly uh, the bee's knees when it comes to uh, male body perfection, you know. But uh, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You've got some points. I think we're just tired of hearing about it. I think that's well, what we're hearing. That's what I'm hearing about. Well, I can't find Sarah Labrie because as soon as I, like, there was like 20 of them. And then I, as soon as I typed in Egan, thinking, well, how many places are called Egan? And then I got Eganville, Ontario, Egan, South Dakota, Egan, Louisiana, Egan, Lagos, Nigeria, Egan, Texas, Egan, Illinois, Egan, Tennessee, Egan, Iowa, Egan, California, and Egan, Soriano, Uruguay. And that's the end of the list. Apparently, Egan doesn't exist in Minnesota anymore. Um, let's see here. I think it does. It looks like it was misspelled. Interesting. Oh my god, I typed in Sarah Labrie. My first six results are Sarah Marie. Fuck you, Facebook. I know what I wrote. Oh, there's a Sarah Labrie that has a psychic medium on Facebook. Oh shit. Hypnotherapist, paranormal investigator, and model. I got Sarah Labrie works at... Oh my fuck. Works at Best American Psychics. <laughs> and she's just got a shirt with no bra on. What? What? Okay, I'm going to share this with you if I can. Wait. Oh, no, I can't no, get no. the damn thing. The no, it's a stupid thing like where it says like you can share, but only two. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay, come on. Come on, hurry the fuck up. Yeah, All right. I'm, I'm sending this to you. Hopefully this doesn't fuck up Skype too much. Oh, sarahlabrie.com. She has a website. Let's take a look at this thing. Oh, someone else bought it. It says, uh, oh no, awaken your life, success, abundance, magic. Magic, by the way, is spelled with M-A-G-I-C-K. Mother goddess travel blog. Read the blog. Uh, goddess retreats. Submerge in the world and travel. Whoop, you can join the tribe. Uh, this is our Facebook group. You can, uh, and the page froze. Did you see what oh, I wait. sent you? This is the girl. This is the Sarah Labrie from Orlando, Florida, that works at Best American Psychics. Wait, I don't, wait. Is that the same one? I don't know how it made that, but anyway, here she is. Hello. I know. And then there's a Sarah Marie in Ottawa. Ooh. But we have really taken a turn. Uh, oh, they, they have uh, they have ASM. Oh my God, she's got ASMR. Yeah, if you go to awaken your lifecom you'll find her website. This has to be this has to be the same person. Oh, Goddess wow. empowerment, massage, intuition corner, reprogram your mind, ASMR. Oh, testimonials. This okay. This website apparently doesn't work on mobile. Uh, the one I'm <laughs> showing. Oh, you can buy treasures. Well, if you want to this say hi to her, she might be a better guest no. than the other Sarah. <laughs> oh, she's a okay. mermaid. Did you making know a home base a, in Florida? She's a mermaid. She's a mermaid. Uh, New moon magic. 
first line, Sarah C. Libri, I am a mermaid. Okay, I guess I get, need to give you more info. And then she's talking about she's a certified massage therapist, hypnotherapist, handwriting analyst, past life regression therapist. I guess so that you can integrate with your current life among your other ones. Neurolinguistic programming, Reiki 3 practitioner, rescue scuba diver, mermaid, as well as a student for herbal medicine, aromatherapist, and nutritionist. And she currently lives in Newport News, Virginia. This has to be the same chick. She just created this website like two months ago, by the way. Uh, this one's a stunner. Have you seen these pictures? Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's, she's a like nutball. A, she's got a monkey on her shoulder. She's got another one where she's doing archery. Archery, eh? I don't see that. I don't see that one. This one says, I am a single mama who is traveling the world with my child and living the life of my dreams. Why know how I do it? Want to know how I manifested $10,000 in just four weeks while off, while on vacation? <laughs> Want to know how I stopped listening to the lie of society and what a single mother can or can't do? Want to know how I stopped being silenced and started sharing my story and in turn healing thousands of women around the world? A powerful 13-month e-course for the goddess you are born to be to awaken and conquer your life. Start seeing life-changing results within the first month. Awakening the goddess. Here's the topics. Awakening the goddess, creating financial abundance, stepping outside of fear, unleashing the goddess voice, align your moon cycle, awaken your magic force, cutting the cord of pain attachment, aligning your chakras, turning into source and turning on your light, food and intuition, awakening your gifts, igniting the fire, and welcome home, goddess. Don't forget UFO hunting, because that's on her list. So just wow. check out what I sent you. And you just get to see this like model-esque gal doing archery, tattoos, scuba diving. Oh, yeah. Scuba, yeah, that's her. Scuba diving with her chest exposed, so I call it booba diving. Booba diving. <laughs> yeah, this, oh my god, this chick is uh, interesting. She's too cool for us. <laughs> she would never, ever return our calls. No. Well, if we get, here's the thing. We even got her to record the podcast. You know she'd go and listen to it after the fact and be like, oh, I can't be on that. These are a bunch of misogynist uh, aliens. Okay, so back on track. We've been, we've been diverted for about a good 10 minutes now. That was well worth it for that list of the courses she was trying to hawk. Yeah. My this, God. This lady is busy. Yeah. Ah, so Tony Lin, via the internet, more Asians on the internet, who fig who would have guessed? The Heroic Suggestion, a game I would definitely buy would be based on a great epic, namely The Adventures of Ulysses. It could feature a variety of gaming genres. The Battle of Troy and Ulysses' battle with the suitors would provide, would provide the action element. You can incorporate his escapes from the Lotus Eaters and the Cyclops as puzzles. His wild ride through the Mediterranean Sea could be remade as a simulation game. And finally, the overall game would be an RPG in which one of my which is one of my personal favorites. Remember, you got it from me. There should be a game called The Adventures of Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> I've tried to think of some historical references for him, but I just think it would be funny. 
<sighs> okay. Super classic. I recently rediscovered a great old game called Super Metroid. Ooh? It has the best of several genres. It has action, adventure, and RPG elements. I wanted to recommend it for your series on re-release games. From Terrence Martin via America Online. Uh, thanks, Terry. You, so you've noticed, too, that this year hasn't exactly been a great release year for Nintendo. So they're having to throw up their greatest hits and uh, try to get people to, to stop looking at other consoles that already have great games coming out. <laughs> uh, have you looked at the artwork on this page? God damn! We got more Killer Instinct Mario mashups here. With uh, Mario wielding dual tomahawks and Luigi dressed up like, uh, what was that guy, Jago, that we can't talk about? But he, instead of swords, he's got plungers. Oh. He's got plungers. It's the thunder, the thunder guy. King Thunder or yeah. Thunderclaw. What's the guy? The uh, racist uh, Native American guy. T-Hawk. That's it. So we got Luigi as T-Hawk, but instead of like, no, that's Mario because he's got the tomahawks. So Luigi's got, uh, like, plungers for katanas in the back. We got Yoshi with armbands and fangs giving and yellow eyes giving you the look. Kirby is a uh, flying fireball. We've got Toad as an icicle. And uh, King Koopa as uh, what was, uh, Fulgore. I think he's like, well, the name must be cut off from the envelope. And then we've got uh, a, an excellent close-up of Mario as Earthworm Jim is shooting a fire burst through his ear, roasting Mickey Mouse. Who oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. This is fucked, but it's so beautifully fucked. Because the shading on Mario is immense, like he's standing in front of a fire. The, I mean, for an envelope that you're just sending this in and... Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. And then we got Chrono Trigger with all the cast of characters. Uh, not yeah, really I thought, honestly thought, I'm still looking at Mario. That art is amazing because it looks like claymation. Yes. His face looks like claymation. And I can't get over it because it's not. Because it's not like they printed a photo on here of a, some claymation they did. It's an illustration. It's really amazing. Then we got Chrono Sorry, Trigger. go ahead. We got Chrono Trigger where... Nobody's dressed like the characters they are. Like uh, Ayla, the cave girl, she's famous for wearing a fur uh, outfit, which was basically like as much of like if she just skinned like a monkey and tried to make like en- tried to make like an outfit out of that monkey, but it just, she's so endowed that it's right. just covering up that. But no, this Conan the a- Destroyer called. They want their for onesie back you know yeah but this time she's just got like a blanket and then chrono's got a blue thing on and well now i forget what he looked like before i guess he had a blue thing but anyway uh then we got uh sting chameleon and Mega Man x looking top notch just staring at the camera like well you want to fuck with us it looks a no. little adult. He looks a little adult. <laughs> Mega Man X looks a little odd to me, but that's just me. Yeah, he's got like that same puckish problem that we had in uh, in Mega Man Three, where he looked like a 
like a like a like a 40s movie street tough i think it must be hard to draw mega man i think it must be hard to draw him as like that robot slash kid kind of looking character yeah well we saw what the happened face. when they tried drawing him the first time yeah i think he must be challenging to draw conceptually okay so uh yes now dave tally you want me to do Dave Talley or you want to do Dave Talley? I'll do Dave Talley. All right. In-depth stuff. I have subscribed to your magazine for nearly six years, but this is the first time I've ever written to you. I'm concerned about the future of your magazine. First of all, a lot of gamers today will write to you saying they only want pictures and codes. Personally, I like to, I like to know a little bit more about a game. Like the development techniques used to make it and the storyline, which is why I subscribe to Nintendo Power. Second, I completely disagree with the letter in volume 81 from Dave DiRienzi. Or Dave DiRienzi. About the improvements you should make. One, we don't want rumors. Two, we want comics. Three, player's pulse is just fine. Call me strange, but I actually enjoy reading that picture of the... I enjoyed that picture of the dog reading. I hope you consider these issues because a lot of people agree with me. Here, here. Yep, I'm, I'm down with them. I want to see animals... Looking at a magazine like they actually give a fuck about what a video game is. Mm. All right. So we have a letter here from M. Catlin from a back of a Pontiac in Michigan. And it says, Gra the graphic truth. First, I must tell you, I love my Super NES. I do not care for sports Games or violent fighting games like Mortal Kombat, I do not care for it. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> However, I'm a female in my 40s, so go figure. I don't feel video games are harmful to children if age-appropriate and if kids have a, quote, balanced menu, unquote, that includes non-video activities. I find it difficult to read through some of the graphics. <laughs> Whoa, snap. You hear that? <laughs> Your table of contents are illegible. Except uh, in this case where they're completely blank. I know. It's like they forgot I the background. They finally just gave up. He's like, you know what? No background for you. No background. Too yeah. much complaining. You want to bitch? Bitch about this. Right. I love your magazine, but it looks cluttered at times. Oh, snap. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> you do have super clever ads to tempt people to subscribe, though. Ew. Even ones I've received in the mail, I've saved a while to show to people. RPGs are my main interest. I love the new epic section meant, uh, which I feel was meant for me. I just wish when you print photos of the game screens, they were larger. I'm an adult and show no be should know better. But even I buy games at times and I'm disappointed because what is in my mind are your graphics and drawings instead of the actual game graphics. Keep up the good work. And another thing, while you're in there, get off my lawn. <laughs> hey, she's a mid. She's a this. This is like a middle-aged gamer woman. I mean, that's like a black astronaut. <laughs> All right, you gonna give us a top five on the super NES top twenty? Oh, I thought we were gonna finish the. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, we should. I, I All right. That they split this thing where we have to like either it bounce did. back or. All right, well, let's just finish the letters then. Maybe we should write a letter to these assholes. Hey, in your issues from 1996, <laughs> you know what really grinds my gauge? <laughs> For the magazine you're not printing anymore? <laughs> well, we can bitch to the podcast. 
Oh, yes. They're like, hmm, I think it's time for a DMCA takedown. Beep. Yeah, you know what? There's only room for one Nintendo Power Power podcast, and uh, we got Nintendo's lawyers backing us up. Who do you got? Oh, that's right. Right. Nobody. So. Nothing's happened, by the way, from all that. There's another podcast called the freaking Nintendo Powercast. And that they don't even change the logo. But so, do they have to? No. no. I just did that out of fear. I was like, oh shit, they're coming down. They're going to come down. Isn't it made like by Disney. Nintendo? Or not no, there's, a, there's, an, there's an official Nintendo Power podcast now. But there's also another show that's made by fans called the Nintendo Powercast. Did they? Did we do this first, or have we accidentally ripped someone off? There, okay. Even though it's called Nintendo Powercast, it's not about Nintendo Power. Fuck it's just like idiots. fans talking about Nintendo every other week. Fuck those guys. No, we were first in the in the uh, podcast about Nintendo Power magazine shows. Yeah, we were the first magazine reading podcast. Yes, and the other show that is Nintendo Power related shall not be named. Because I don't want you to go find it. Because <laughs> God knows it's probably better than ours. All right. Tell Next us about up. Eric Welch. Eric Welch from Los Altos, California, is writing to us in the zone. I think the new arena is awesome. The battle zone is really cool. It shows how many Nintendo Power members entered the challenge. The scores are now on Nintendo Power Source on America Online. I congratulate you on your success. Keep it up. Richard K. Wood, via America Online, says, Oh, where, oh, where have my power charts gone? Where Overall, I like the changes in Nintendo Power. The expanded player's pulse in the new arena really got my attention. But there are a few minor flaws. First, cutting the power charts from two pages to one. That was one of my favorite sections. Second, I had a really hard time locating the classified information section because you changed the manila border that has been its trademark for the previous 79 volumes. Very big no-no. Uh, so, Binding Finding from Patrick Salmon from Brooklyn, New York. Hey, I've been an avid Nintendo Power subscriber for many years, and never... <laughs> Have I seen such a perfectly constructed magazine like the January bonus issue? I think the new binding is a significant improvement over the old square one, and I hope you decide to keep it throughout the years. Now, whenever I open the magazine, it stays open. Although I find your magazine and your website very informative, I find them to be too centered around a younger audience. I think you should expand them from the preteen age to young adults and over. A larger vocabulary would definitely be the answer here. More in-depth talks about software and hardware would suit me just fine. I, I don't know if I was New York or Boston. I was kind of like fucking all over the place. But I don't know, but the guy is totally wrong with the binding. The square binding lasts longer. The non-square binding is cheap. It's a staple, and the cover falls off immediately. He's wrong. Far He's an be idiot. It, far be it from an illiterate New Yorker to not know how a book works. Oh, snap, son. <laughs> All right, let's hear about the winner of the Nintendo, Nintendo Players Poll Contest. He got, uh, see, Daniel Stascovarius. Stascovarius. Um, 
Stradivarius uh, has he so he got uh, the grand prize winner from uh, volume 76 uh, the prize for that was to fly to Seattle catch a Sonic slash Spurs classic game dining in the Space Needles but the highlight of, cor- of course was his place to Nintendo of America he picked up a stack of virtual games played pre-release copies of Bound High and Dragon Hopper sound like uh, games that never got released. Uh, he visited the legendary treehouse where master game player Henry Sturchy gave Daniel an exclusive preview of the Nintendo 64. Daniel then got a wish fulfilled when he squared off against Henry in Killer Instinct 2. So that's a pretty decent uh, prize there. And they have some photos of him playing the unfortunate virtual boy <laughs> and, then getting, and then getting schooled in the arcade game. And looking like, <laughs> looking like he's achieving spinal damage by yeah. having his head pulled down. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do the power charts. Yes. All right, super. All right, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> number five, Final Fantasy three. Number four, Super Mario World two, Yoshi's Island. Number three, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Number two, Chrono Trigger. Number one, Donkey Kong Country two, Diddy's Conquest. Ah, the top five RPGs. My my element, Earthbound, Super NES, Breath of Fire, Super NES, Super Mario RPG, Super NES, Final Fantasy three, Final Fantasty as they spelled it, uh, for the Super <laughs> NES. <laughs> and Chrono Trigger for Super NES. Gee, I wonder if there's a pattern between all these amazing consoles, all these amazing games, and the console they were on. Mm. Shocking. It's almost like they want to, people to believe that the Super Nintendo is so great. <laughs> Make oh. Super Nintendo great again. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the on the most wanted list, number one is of course Nintendo sixty four. Okay, Game Boy top ten. Number five is Doctor Mario. Number four, Tetris. Number three, Metroid two. Number two, Donkey Kong Land. And number one, Link's Awakening. I can't believe the Virtual Boy was on the same list as the Nintendo sixty four for Wanted. And the, and the X Band modem. Is is above Dragon Quest? Yeah, that's sad. And 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 D- Donkey Kong Country Two Diddy's Conquest. When you get beaten by the Virtual Boy, there is something really fucked with the judging. They well, they may have already. This is most wanted. So if people already had it, they wouldn't want it anymore. So maybe stuff they haven't purchased or was unavailable to purchase because it was already up to store shelves. Super down Mario the clearance RPG. rack. Super Mario RPG under the X-Band modem. No. That's, mm-hmm. that's sad. And then for the uh, <laughs> the virtual top for the Virtual Boy Top 5, 3D Tetris, Galactic Pinball, Mario Clash, Mario Tennis, and Wario Land. Right on. Okay, let's dig into our first game here, Ken Griffey Jr.'s Winning Run. So it's a baseball game sport, folks, and as you know, uh, we lost our sports correspondent, John, uh, several episodes ago. So uh, we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to the sport, actual sport. So I did watch a video about how this game was played, though, and I can kind of answer that. 
<laughs> Unless you had anything you wanted to add for the uh, initial coverage here. Uh, I'm just looking at these picks, and they got some pretty they got some pretty neat names like Mac Almighty, Crush Faraza, and Crazy Calhoun. Where are you seeing this? I'm looking in the uh, the American League, where it talks about the top computer picks, the secondary picks. Oh, okay, got it. One is like Trix McGee, <laughs> which really right. sounds like a hooker from like the saloon date from the old like Wild West. So they okay, clearly they got uh, the uh, teams um, rights that use the teams. They have Mariners, they have uh, Orioles. Though, okay. There's a guy here. California. Called, there's a guy here for the Chicago but, uh, White Sox, Big Magoo, and ironically, his name is the only uh, one that isn't in uppercase letters. They, but yeah, clearly they did not go to uh, the Players Association and get the rights for them, except for Ken Griffey Jr. So everything else is made up name. You mean there was, got, You mean there wasn't a pitcher for the Mariners called Bolt Lightning? <laughs> We have uh, we gotta go through these. This is ridiculous. Paul Comet, uh, Duke Still, Sandy Matthews, King Crockett. Julio Ramos, Big Magoo, yeah, <laughs> King Crockett, Cobra Canes, oh uh, Big Magoo, Speedy Baylock, Big Magoo. If you wanted cartoon porn <laughs> from the '60s featuring obscure characters, then you know, like move over Flintstones. We got we got big Magoo over here. You don't need glasses to see this. All right, we skip over the American Speedy League. Speedy Bla- Speedy Baylock for the fastest runner. Yeah. Jesus. Oh my god. All right, skip over the American League because we got uh, heavy hitters Crush Ferraza on the Texas Rangers. Heavy hitter is uh, Bud Bushman. Blazer and Brown. fastest runner Blazer Brown. That is that is racist. Uh, let's see here. Henry Hoodwink, best pitcher. Uh, Tim Duckworth for best pitcher. Ooh. Frank Slater. Oh, for the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, we got Mac Almighty, Nate Nitro for the pitcher. Oh, uh, Jesus. Husky Harwood for the heavy hitter. And then for the fastest runner, Jet Salisbury. This This guy's just looking at, like, an item in his room and what he's eating. <laughs> <laughs> Husky Harwood. <laughs> that sounds like a fat porn male porn star. Husky Hardwood. <laughs> yeah. They call him Husky Hardwood. We may have a gut, but by God, he's always hard. <laughs> Ladies come in here bouncing his belly for a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Jimmy Stealth is the fastest runner for the Cleveland Ind- Indians. Oh my god. What the name for the and heavy f- hitter? Frank Liberty. Oh my God, that is just like some some cartoon. Oh, there's even more Patriot pinup thing. There's even more uh, for the American League. You keep going a couple more pages for the. Let's see here. <laughs> Arms Brody. <laughs> What's your name, Arms? Arms. <laughs> you check out uh, have you... Curly Berkman. <laughs> For uh, Oakland <laughs> Athletics, the heavy hitter is Bull Higante, Bull and the best pitcher is Tricky Alfonso. 
Burn Blackmore. Oh my god, that's a Klansman right there. Uh, fastest runner is Scorch McFadden. <laughs> or the Boston <laughs> Red Sox. Br- their heavy hitter, Brooker Brooks. <laughs> Who makes up this shit? It gets worse. It gets worse. Best pitcher, Sparky Butane. <laughs> And then the secondary <laughs> pins for heavy hitter, Meat Larview. Oh, Meat, meat. They call me Meat. They call him Meat. Meat. Best pitcher, Slip Sliding. <laughs> slip Sliding. The... Why isn't he the runner? Because he'd be sliding all over the field. And then they break uh, the streak of great names with Tony Brooks. Yes. Oh, my God, for the Tigers. I'm just glad this wasn't the Indians. The heavy hitter, Chief Caboose. Chief Caboose. Uh, best pitcher, we have uh, Smoky Salmon. <laughs> and fastest runner is Turbo Tains. Oh, my God. I can't wait to play Turbo Taint. Uh, there's, still, there's more. It keeps going. It keeps going. <laughs> heavy hitter for the New York Yankees is Jose Crushido. <laughs> best pitcher is Hot Coles. Uh, best pitcher is Tom Foolery. <laughs> oh, oh, we got a guy who's uh, he's apparently his own set of twins for the top, for the Toronto Blue Jays. We have Jarvis Jenkins and the best pitcher Shifty Gomez, and for the <laughs> secondary pick for heavy hitter Jarvis Jenkins. Jarvis <laughs> Jenkins pulling double duty. Whenever he's nice. tired and can't play, he replaces himself. And the be- fastest runner is Motor Martino. <laughs> Let's see here. Best pitcher for Colorado Rockies is Wally Slinger. Um, uh, Let's see here. Fastest the- runner is Matt Trotter. And then for the Dodgers, we got Bopper O'Reilly as the heavy hitter. <laughs> and then Typhoon Kuroi as the best pitcher. Wow. Wow. And let's see here. We've got more for this. On the Padres, we have heavy hitters Anvil Groves uh, and Sam Scorcher. For the Giants, we got Muscles McPhee and Kyle. For the best pitcher, <laughs> Kyle McNasty. Kyle McNasty. Nice. Uh, and then the, his secondary pick for a heavy hitter is Bull Higgins. And fastest runner is Sandy Falcon. And then let's see here. For the Reds. Uh, we've got uh, Ram Donaldson okay, for the heavy that's, hitter. That's the porn name. <laughs> Best pitcher is Lightning Pete. <laughs> Have another heavy hitter is Brutus <laughs> Brutus McBain. McBain. Oh, they're not even trying here. Next one is Homer McNe- Homer Neely. And, then, and the fastest runner is Curtis Swing. Wouldn't the hitter be Curtis Swing? I mean, at least make these names kind of... I feel like that was a missed opportunity. The best pitcher, which really should be the runner, Slider Fulton. <laughs> for the Chicago Cubs. Nice. Uh, well, getting hit by Rebel Ruiz. And then on the Astros, we have a heavy hitter, Slick Fitz. <laughs> best pitcher is B.B. Babcock. Heavy hitter is Razor Sizemore. Okay, this this guy just went to the adult video section at the local video store and just thought, okay, I'm going to take some of these names, the best one, the the, the, the least filthiest ones I can find, just because I'm short on my roster. 
Yeah, he's like, how can I clean these up enough for a Nintendo game? <laughs> uh, oh, we have two two Davies brothers working on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Heavy hitter, we have Barry Davies. And then best pitcher, we have Raccoon Davies. <laughs> right, because, you know, you're not growing up in the Ozarks and getting the, getting the name Raccoon. Oh, we have, uh, let's see here. Best pitcher for St. Louis Cardinals is uh, Harry Heater. (laughs) Or uh, heavy hitter of Mookie Rollins. (laughs) Uh. Braves, we got uh, Stevie Swift, Mike Marksman, Rocket O'Hara. Adonis Shaw. (laughs) And then Lefty Gunnison. Uh, and then, okay, in the Marlins, we've got Sluggo Steel, Flex Bowman, and uh, Swifty Munoz. Uh, and then for the Mets, we've got Buster Davis, Sammy Duncan, Rock Reddy, Bolt Buzzard, and Rock Reddy. So the hitter and the runner are both the same guy. Can you mm-hmm. do that? Can you Can you do two positions on a team, or are you, like, forced to do just one? We, you generally can run... Uh, after you hit a ball. So yes, it's possible. How are the hitters and the runners different then? They're not. They're just saying some people hit better than they run. Huh. You might have a guy that's a fast runner but doesn't hit the ball very far. Oh, well, tell us about the uh, the Montreal Expos. Or I'm Canadian. Have... I, should, I, I should talk about that one. Yes, do we, it. For the heavy hitter, we got Crash Cronkite. And the best pitcher, Shark Gonzalez. Man, why do they keep throwing Mexican names in the Canadian teams? Like, you know, those tunnels don't go that far. It's like they have to be born in, in Montreal. They just get drafted by that team. And then we got Matty Laffin and Jamie Vargas filling it out. And then finally, for the Phillies, we have Ox Bunyan. Snake McMillan, Danny Bayless, Ed Ratke, and Denny Rails. Wow, what a roster. And Denny Rails is like a, definitely like one of the Sharks or the Jets. So they actually don't say a whole lot about the game in this coverage. It's literally mostly just like tell, it's a large blocks of text telling you about how the game plays. A few screenshots here and there. So I didn't get a chance to play this, but I did watch a video review of it. And... Uh, it's basically impossible to play. Uh, if you're batting, you have to bat. You have to swing the bat prior to the pitcher throwing the ball because the pitches are so fast that you have to literally do it uh, in the future because <laughs> the balls are so fast. You yeah. have to swing your bat ahead of the <laughs> – because the balls go so fast, they go into the future. or You have to swing in advance. You have to be a Jedi. Yeah they, they go into the, yeah, they go into the past, so you had to swing in advance anyways. So it was extremely frustrating uh, for this player to, to play and, and to watch none of the controls working. They're sitting there for like 10 minutes going, I'm trying all these buttons and nothing's happening and nothing's happening. <laughs> so it sounded like a pretty piss poor game. Uh, the graphics are not terrible but not great either they make the bodies look really awkward so uh, i would avoid speaking of awkward bodies we got mission impossible 
for the Nintendo 64. So, this is just yeah, this is just a preview. This isn't the full review yet, so we're just kind of go through what the coverage here. Yeah, so we got the American flag and what is it, the Puerto Rican flag? Where are we looking here? Second page. Bottom. I think that's Cuba. Wow, these two flags sitting side by side. What could be going on? Mmm. Nefarious things. They have a few screenshots from the game. They say work in progress. Uh, no character models yet, though. Then they're showing pictures of the guys that are actually involved in the making of it. Um, and they're telling us about the type of uh, missions that you can play in it. They have some illustrations here of the characters, which range from tall army guy to extremely short, wide-chested uh, um, warlord, Cuban warlord. <laughs> yes, the basically, what is the... basically a barrel in a, uh, in a uniform. Yeah. You ever play with the the He Man characters uh, toys? And there's one called guy called Ram Man, and like you push him down, you push his legs down because he like springs out. Anyways, he looks like him. His body's like him. Yes, that guy. Yeah, yes, the spring loaded legs. You push yes, him down, that's him. He bounces up. Yeah, that's him right there. That's his body. And then we've got the Iron that's... Cheek between a. Uh, What's it? What does it do with this guy, the scientist here? What do you think is on his face? He's got some kind of mouth covering over his face. He looks like a duck. (laughs) I guess, yeah. I get get it. He's the real-life version of Fenton Crackshell from DuckTales. Nice. No way, Gyro Gearloose. That's the guy. Fenton Crackshow was the guy that played Giz- was the guy that became Gizmo Duck. All right. And you know then, the, you uh, know that the... Gizmo Duck is coming in the uh, the new Ducktales cartoon. I haven't been following it. You should. It's great. It is an excellent homage to the old series while taking it in a new direction in a brilliant comic style animation. It is. It's 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 great. Excellent voice talent. I can watch it by myself and not feel like, you know, like this is a, I, I've outgrown this. It's it's great. I'll take your word for it. I already don't have enough time to watch the shows I regularly watch as it is. <laughs> but, That's uh, the problem with PTV. <clears throat> PTV, there's just so there's there's so much good content out there that uh, you know everyone's everyone's fighting for your eyeballs and and uh, ear holes. That uh, you know it's difficult to get. Uh, you know what? Speaking of which, listeners, it's difficult to get <laughs> listeners around here, especially just to get difficult to get funds from those listeners. So while you're listening, you know, if you like the show, you want to support us, take a trip on over to patreon.com slash power. Send us a few dollars a month. Help us out for hosting fees. And by God, get me out of my parents' garage. That would be wonderful. <laughs> and get me out of my parents' home. Oh, yeah, that too. Anyways, where were we? Lost track. Uh, DuckTales. So, oh yes. Anyway, the uh, the guy that's going to be playing uh, Fenton Crackshell, the guy that becomes Gizmo Duck, is uh, that episode hasn't aired yet. But I was uh, I've read up that the guy who's doing his voice is Lin Manuel Miranda, 
which oh, you may okay. remember from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, you got, you know, these guys are pulling down some A-list talent. Nice. So they got, they're showing us some wireframes here. Uh, they're showing us pictures of the team working on it. And then they finally have some sketches uh, where they basically use that to storyboard out uh, the action. And this, so it's got and, a, and this doesn't look at all like the uh, the main lobby for Super Mario 64. <laughs> that is funny. It's a good call there. That is very similar. I wonder if they shared the models with them. I don't. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to get into this game more than when we actually get the coverage. I don't remember this game at all. Yeah, did it even make it? I'm pretty sure it did. I don't think it was very good though. What I recall, it's an N64 I never played game. It. The amount of good games for the N64 can be counted, I think, on both hands. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's about a dozen. Yeah, like I mean, this was like the Dorito, the Dorito characters' awkward puberty of video games. Dorito characters. Well, you look at them, and they look like they're made of Doritos. Like everything is all. It's like if you just took a bunch of Doritos together and like, there, that's a face. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, the triangles? <laughs> you mean? Yeah. Got it. All right, let's move on for now and talk about Mohawk and Headphone Jack. Did uh, you look at this game at all? Fuck no. This game looks like Toe Jam and Earl, but, you know, for legally distinct, the legally distinct copy of it. So it's closer to Sonic the Hedgehog ripoff, um, but instead of just the character spinning around, the entire world spins around. Whoa! <laughs> so it's like that episode of Futurama where it turns out that the ship isn't flying throughout the universe; it's staying still and moving the universe around it. <laughs> Basically, uh, so it's supposed to be some kind of alien. Uh, but he's like naked and he has a green hairstyle that goes all the way down to his butt crack. So it's really kind of awkward. And um, from watching people play it, you kind of randomly get upgrades and they show you, let's see here, you could turn his legs into wheels, you can get springs on his feet, you can grow wings, you can become a blimp, <laughs> uh, or you can grow flippers with different upgrades. The problem is you can see in the, some of these screenshots is you really can't see that far in front of you. So even though they give you the tools to go fast or jump high, your, your death could just be on the other side of that, that screen you can't see. So there's no incentive to try and go fast as a result. So it's a game that gives you all the tools to go really fast and, but makes it so difficult to understand what is up, what is down, because the entire world is spinning around you that uh, you have no idea, no concept of where you are at any time, and you can't really go fast because your next step could be your last. Um, he's swimming with a, with a discman. How yeah, I don't working? know. I don't know. I don't know. And how does so he get away the whole, with him being naked? He doesn't have a penis. Uh, Ken doll. He's like a Ken doll down there. Yeah. So they even say in here in the beginning, Mohawk is faster than a hurried hedgehog. See? 
squeezes through more pipes than a plunging plumber, changes into more shapes than an egg-splitting dinosaur. Not only that, but he sports shades and collects rock CDs. He's bad. The good news is that Mohawk is in great shape and he's ready to go wherever his search for CDs takes him. A disgusting naked guy with hair that runs down from his head to his ass crack. This is Ron Jeremy, the video game. It's like if Blanca had a baby. <laughs> but like a really roided up baby. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like Blanca fucked a battle toad. <laughs> yep. By the way, have you, seen, re- have you seen Ready Player One? No. It's worth seeing because the Battletoads are in it, along with Robocop, Freddy Krueger, Jason, the Iron Giant. Well, I'll be sure to uh, uh, watch that someday when my kids are growing out of the house. <laughs> I'll put yeah. that right on the list. And so many of these screenshots look like they're tilted. And it's not just like, like you said, the background moves, but it, even like the stats, even like the HUD seems to be tilted along with these things, too. Oh, yeah. Like, That's did like they just tilt the screenshot, or are they are they really going to make us, like, play this game and watch these numbers spin around where we have to crank our skull? I don't... Th- when are, where are you seeing the numbers spun around? Okay. Uh, page 29, where he's fighting that big jack-o'-lantern thing. Jack-o'-lantern thing. I think that's just cropped a little bit. You can kind of see in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah, but you see it, right? That weird pumpkin robot thing that's shooting fire? Uh, oh, wait a minute. No, I don't. Page 29. The purple thing? Right. Which, which 29? The scan or the Page. actual? Uh... Yeah, like okay. the actual page of the magazine. Oh, no. That one just looks like it's rotated. Because you can tell by the aspect ratio. That one just, it's like Pac-Man uh, with a mech suit on. Okay. Why are they doing that to us? I don't know. The game does it. The game rotates you. I don't know. So anyways, just give you the rest of the, uh, the game's coverage here. It's a really odd uh, platformer. And I uh, don't recommend it based on what I've seen. It looks uh, annoying to try and play. And the graphics, honestly, are not very good for a Super Nintendo game. It looks like Battletoads graphics hmm. from the from the Nintendo. Oh, I'm talking you, about. you look at the last. You look at the how last much orange. Screen. I mean, they this literally stole the palette too. How much orange do they need to put in this thing? <laughs> you look at the last. You screen, see that the last screenshot with the boss of an octopus. This. This is where the graphics look good, but it's all wasted on this one octopus. Which which page are you looking at now? The uh, the last page that it's being covered on, thirty three. Oh, did you see this freaky guy at page thirty two? Or sorry, yeah, uh, that 31? weird tiki mask guy. Yeah, that guy is freaky. He looks like the Zuni fetish doll from Trilogy of Terror. Yeah. You never saw it's a made for TV movie from the seventies with uh, Karen Black in it. Currently being reviewed on the graveyard chat. Must have missed that one. Uh, Oh, yeah. Now I'm looking at this octopus. Oh, that dude is frightening. (laughs) And the second screenshot looks like he's stoned. He looks like he's smoking something. 
But so, uh, and then he's, uh, what's doing his a, name? he's doing a wicked rip off that urchin. Yeah. Well, that's that's Mohawk. <laughs> he can turn himself into a ball, just like a certain other hedgehog. Wow. That is not freaky looking. Speaking of okay. freaky looking. <clears throat> Speaking of freaky looking, we have a game we've already talked about uh, at decent length. It is a full coverage for a game that was canceled and never released. It's for Lobo. Who's Lobo, you ask? Well, he's a minor character from the DC universe. He is some kind of uh, bounty hunter of ill reputes. He, I mean, he literally rides an interstellar uh, bicycle or mo- motorcycle. It's a jet. It's a motorcycle. It's a motorcycle in space. It's a space yeah. motorcycle. Yeah. He looks like a biker in space. He's got, except he has like white skin and giant muscles and not a giant gut yeah basically he's like every he he's all the members of kiss rolled into their ideal fantasy (laughs) that's a perfect way to describe him so this is a a subpar fighting game uh that you can find a prototype um rom out there on the internet and features all kinds of uh, obscure characters from the dc universe that uh you will not have heard of unless you read some kind of Lobo one-off comic strip. Oh, you mean you, you, ne- you never heard of like Shada or D-Nitro? Come on. Uh, do Should I have? Or what about Lou? Who How about apparently... Kringle? <laughs> and who can remember? Lou. Lou. <laughs> oh my God. Shout who could forget Lou? Going to the Lou. Lou, who basically looks like Bane holding a minigun. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Shaula is, uh, what, sort of like a futuristic uh, Aeon Flux looking chick? She looks like that. These graphics aren't that great. It's really hard to see anybody. Yeah, they tried to attempt the uh, quasi-3D, like Killer Instinct, and uh, didn't do a great job at it. Kringle is literally just Santa without his Santa outfit on. It's just him in his like red uh, uh, long underwear. I can't even tell what D-Nitro is based on the screenshots. I have no idea what I'm looking at. And then there's Vril Drox. Vril Dox. Who is uh, Brainiac 12, I think. Or Brainiac <laughs> 9 or 7. He's one of the incarnations of Brainiac that were good. So they only have six characters in this whole game? Uh, yeah, Denitra, yeah. Kugel, Lou, Sholo, Lobo, and Ducks. My fuck, six characters. Wow. Wow, no wonder they were never released it. Wait, what a terrible idea for a game. Even the guys making this game are just like, who the fuck are these people? This is a bad, this is a terrible idea. If you were going to make a fighting game, you know, they've already made decent ones since then. Well, but you know, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame that DC doesn't have any likable characters that would fit into a fighting <laughs> game. It, it's, it's just a real yeah. shame. Like, well, like, now they have like, like a, the... a guy that would rely on gadgets and gizmos instead of raw strength. <laughs> or like a guy with a 
you know, the guy that uses like lasers that bend to his mind. Yeah, the, someone that can be mistaken for a bird or a plane, for instance. <laughs> if one weren't looking that closely. Or, you know, like a, <laughs> or if you want to get like a sexy girl, like someone with wings on like a bird face. Yeah, or someone with like a, a cool power ring that could just make anything. Or like a sonic scream. Or maybe someone from Mars. Or like a really hot, like, clown girl with a mallet. <laughs> yeah. We, we just doubled okay. the roster. <laughs> we did, didn't we? Uh, fuck this game, and thank God it never got made. <laughs> we, were, we were all winners. All right. So, okay, let's get past... The Power Awards, we're going to cover that in part two, like I said, and uh, skip straight to classified information. And we'll keep the first half going, I think, until the Epic Center. That's our midpoint here. Yeah. So we've got uh, Nosferatu has a red crystal refill. Syndicate, if you play like, feel like playing it, you can get a special password, and uh, they don't really tell you what they do. So how useful is that? Uh, Just as about as useful as playing the game. It says most of the passwords actually make the game tougher. Oh, God. And it says, how will you stand a chance with just one agent? So these are handicap codes. Great. Great, great plan. For Power Rangers game, you can play as Ivan Ooze. I don't know who that is, but you can play as him. He's the Uh, uh, purple dude, I can imagine. This is pretty cool in Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, let's see here. So you can uh, essentially go to a different area of a of a le- of a layer level that you're playing in by uppercutting a, an opponent <laughs> in just the right spot. You can crash through the ceiling and into another area with an uppercut punch. That is That's pretty cool. Awesome. You thought that you thought the spike pit at the bottom was cool. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They're, you're, you're fighting in the sewer apparently. You can trigger sudden death mode and Super Bomb Man 2, which I thought bombs did, but okay. Uh, on the Flintstones, you can, let's see here, stage, stage skip and invincibility codes. And uh, you can play as Idol in Killer Instinct. Now, hold on, you missed the codes. Miss Stone makes weird jelly, gives you invincibility, and Barney grabs blue trees. It's the sk- it's for the stage tip, the stage skip. How weird! You must have to select like different words or something to put them together. I can't imagine you're typing the whole thing out. That's funny. So, Idol was he the, like the main boss at the end of this? Is it the deal? He never made it that far. This guy looks like what the hell is he? It, it, this this looks so fucking bad. It does. The graphic style has not aged well, I gotta say. Uh, because, like, the, you know, hand-drawn sprites, they they have a, a nice, like, nostalgic quality. I think they have lasted, you know, still used today. It looks the, like sort of like It looks like art that somebody made out of sand. This sort of rasterized 3D graphics does not hold up well today, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, there were good-looking games for the Game Boy, mostly made by Nintendo. 
who understood right. the limits of their device and played well within it, rather than these guys that are, that are just like, everyone likes the graphics of Donkey Kong and Killer Instinct. Let's throw it in there. And the, they're just like, the Game Boy, you need to make a new Game Boy for that. Right. Like, maybe change the graphics a little bit so it's not the same jumbled mess of, of four four colors here. Yeah, just making like some super deformed kid kid like characters and right. just and make it focus in on being like 2D just hmm. focus on how it plays. Boom. All right. For Jurassic Park, we have oh, we have the the the, the fuck this code. It's L L L R R L R L R L R L L R R R L L L R and R. If you manage, but you get unlimited, yeah. If you manage to do this without breaking into epilepsy, you'll hear a beep and get jet mode. Get jet mode in World Heroes Two Jet. Which is a super fast mode, apparently. You'll move the uh, twice normal speed, that fighting game. For Riddick Bowie Boxing, uh, you can see the champion screen and credits. This is a game that never even featured anywhere, by the way. Just randomly shows up in uh, classified information. Isn't it Mr. Sandman <laughs> in, the, uh, in, the, in the picture, the gray-haired boxer? I don't know here. I don't yeah. know who that is. But wasn't there a gray-haired boxer? It looks like Mike Pence. <laughs> I'm about to fuck you like my mother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and separation anxiety with Spidey getting kicked in the balls. God damn. Look at that screenshot. This game is like impossible to get through as it is. And they've added a tough game mode for it. It looks, it looks, like, he, it looks like he's getting rolled by Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, he is. They're 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 just flipping his corpse in the air, but like specifically the screenshot they picked. You're right. Is Ed Ed and Eddie just cl- is kicking him right in the nutsack? They're giving him the Rochambeau. Yeah. Tetris Blast. You can battle the bosses. Uh, NBA Jam for Game Boy. There are a whole bunch of cheats that they provided here, which we're not going to bother going through since that is clearly the inferior version of the game. So, on to the next feature, which is a, uh, let's see here, interstellar online adventure in the world of Metroid, which is part of Nintendo Power Source, which is their online website. It's a story, or interactive story, called Blood of the Chozo. Mike, tell us about this. This is an interesting little uh, social experiment, where it seems like everybody took turns writing a, uh, a paragraph and you just have to go along with what the last person wrote, but go in your own direction, and then the next person follows it. Which, you know, for the mid-90s was a great way to engage an audience, I'd have to say. Mm-hmm. It's a, you all get to chip in on this beautiful piece of fan art. Yeah, I hope they, like, vetted these out and moderated these before they put them out there. Because you know someone's going to, like, start off writing, like, they're continuing the story, and then it's going to turn into something about, like... <laughs> You know, child molestation or something. <laughs> After Ridley had taken Samus, she then pinned him to the ground with her blaster and had shit in his mouth. Like, <laughs> you just know that someone's going to have to proofread this. 
Yeah, they have to read all the way through. Oh, this looks good. Yeah, they can't just scan it. They gotta read all the way through. It's like the the the, the screw attack didn't work. Unload the Cleveland steamer. Oh jeez. So they basically are just saying here. Here's how this came. It's basically just a repeat of like a Reddit thread at this point, uh, where they're just place, pasting people's additions here. Um, and then describing everyone's additions. For example, references to other video games could be found everywhere, as in this scene from Dark Panda. And they said, as the Reploids approached, Nark could see the metal panels and tubing that made up the bodies. Each one had a large insignia on his chest. The symbol looked like it said Dr. W. Wow. It's bad. Real bad. And then we got one guy that just went super techy saying the 11,200 IC wing had received for his work aboard aboard the station next to him had bought him a new fusion reactor that could make it 1.9 past light speed. A new nitroglycerin fusion course so he could now overuse overdrive and not worry about blowing out his life support. And of course what bounty hunter ship would be complete without brand spanking new top of the line laser banks and a cloaking device that could shield him from minor scans. <laughs> so this basically gave everyone a chance to be their biggest to let their dark flag fly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we move on here? Yeah, let's find out what the hell this angry basketball has to say. Well, it's College Slam. This is the uh, NBA Jam version for college. And they brought us codes, 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 codes. Hey, do you want a shot percentage? Well, I'll tell you their odds of making a basket and display the results in the lower left corner of the screen. Uh, something called quick hands. This allows you to knock the ball out of your opponent's hands consistently so you can steal constantly. Max power. This is someone who uh, has unlimited turbo, essentially. On fire. Do you want to be on fire all the time? Well, here you go. Here's You can do that. Three-point power. It increases your chances of hitting a three-point shot from anywhere on the court. So you can take a full-court shot. Whirlwind. Let's see here. This will allow you to constantly knock down your opponents. Yes. Oh, here's my favorite. Legal goaltending. Yes. This is what was in, like, the first game. You can swat those things away and no <laughs> no repercussions. <laughs> uh, and then we could have uh, Frat Cats. And it says, to add nine awesome fraternity teams to the lineup, press this code. You'll hear tone. These will be available in head-to-head. So that's interesting. They have not, they're not college teams necessarily, but they are uh, <laughs> different uh, frat teams. Kappa Sigma, Lambda Chi Alpha, Phi Kappa Alpha. Three of the ones they list here. Oh, they have a whole bunch more. You don't get Lambda, Lambda, Lambda? Unfortunately not. But how will Earth get revenge? I don't know. Ramming speed! (laughs) And then for the Game Boy version, which you should not play, you only get two uh, codes. So screw you. (laughs) Because you don't have any... You don't have the X and Y buttons. All right. It looks like we're at the end of the first half here. Second section is all about uh, Super Mario RPG and the uh, uh, um, Epic Center. And, of course, we will be bringing you the conclusion to the Nestor Awards from 1995 and announce who was the best at predicting the winners. 
So that'll be myself, Mike, of course, uh, guests Ivan and Dylan, which you will hear in the second half of the show. Uh, if anyone wants to listen to more of me, you can find out uh, more about my personal podcast, which is uh, Repeat One. It is a music, short-form music podcast about uh, songs you can play on loop and the stories behind them. If you want to find out more about it, just go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash repeat one podcast, and uh, you can check it out there. And, of course, for us, if you can, uh, like I talked about earlier, if you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash playwithpower, and you can uh, get some cool stuff there. By that, I mean I have no idea, but if you have any ideas, we'll give you cool stuff. Uh, there is some exclusive content on there immediately, uh, and we can certainly make more if that's of interest to anyone. And uh, but it helps the ideas, show. If you have any ideas for what we could offer, let us know. Yeah, we'll, us we're know. down. We'll do it. Um, otherwise, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That's always helpful. And if you want to find out more about us, check out our website, playwithpowerpodcast.com. You'll find our old episodes on there. You'll find links to everything we have, Twitter, Facebook, essentially, and uh, our YouTube channel, which I don't even know why we have one. No one ever visits that. But anyways, uh, I, if, I got an find- idea. if you give us if we make $50 a month, then starting from our first issue, we will record mm-hmm. and release Skype calls of us contacting without permission or warning all the people that are listed in each issue of Nintendo Power from the... <laughs> That's going to be you. I'm not doing that. Feel free. <laughs> well, just like every person who sent a letter to Nintendo Power will start getting a call from me. And in, ca- and in case they can't reach them, I will perform a weird accent and pretend to be that person. <laughs> I will be the backup. Even, even better. I will be in, the Mike Tyson to your, to your crate call. In true Nintendo Power fashion, you will be the made-up replies. Yes, I will be the plant. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. I think I've listed everything for us. Mike, what do you got? I got the Graveyard Shift, which is the Graveyard Shift with Horror with Sheldon and Mike. We talk about horror game. We talk about horror movies, sometimes games, basically all things horror, but mostly movies. And we do a little deleted scenes called It Came from the Cutting Room Floor. Which are just me and Sheldon doing hilarious voices and me testing my sound effects acumen. And then also there's a Geek Fallout Productions. That's the Facebook and iTunes feed you look for to hear me and Rich do my first podcast ever, Technobabble. Uh, we were on hiatus for about a year or two. But now we're back, we're making new episodes, and you'll be hearing them soon if I can get Rich to, you know, record. <laughs> but you can hear the old episodes, we're airing that, as well as uh, <laughs> keeping the archive open so that you can hear all the other old shows that were on the network before we got our mitts on it. Oh, did you re-air, re-air my episode? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, hey, we, I have an episode out there. Yeah, we had uh, Ben on the show, I think it was the fourth episode yeah it was early on all right well that wraps up the first half thanks everybody for joining us it was a pleasure i'm ben and i'm mike and now you're playing with power
entertainment system. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> Meow!